Hello, welcome to the next episode of the Cashflow Pirate Podcast. My name is Richard, and this is episode the next one. Uh, I'm not doing numbers anymore. I keep forgetting. So welcome to this week's show. So far, I think you've heard me talk about... I've covered a few topics on, on the podcast so far. None really specifically about anything just more about ideas and feelings and, and you know some of the things I've, I've found since I've been trying to make money so this week I thought I would share something I have actually created and produced myself so what I'm talking about is I have created a a t-shirt brand it was kind of accidental but on purpose it, make, it makes no sense I'll explain it I'll set the scene for you. About two years ago, I wanted a new T-shirt. Simple as that. I went on, went online and I had a search for motorcycle T-shirts. But I kind of wanted a, a unique style one. I didn't want just a generic motorcycle T-shirt. And I found a website called uh, rottenrat.co.uk. If you're interested, then check them out. They're awesome. And it's just this guy in London. And he was an artist who loved motorcycles. So he was drawing his own designs in like a motorcycle theme artwork and putting them on T-shirts and selling them. Simple as that. Uh, but what his um, his designs were actually really nice and I really liked the sort of style and the uniqueness and, and you could tell that it was just something he loved doing. So I ordered a T-shirt and that was it. Thought nothing else of it. it, it there you go. A couple of days later, I get a parcel from Rotten Rat. I thought, brilliant, here's my t-shirt. But it was in a box. And when I took the the outer sort of um, packaging off and, and dress label, I was left with like a shoe box. And on top of the shoe box, it was a brown box. On top of the box, he had like spray painted or burnt. I, d I don't quite know what it was. It was like a, it basically like spray painted his logo onto the box. You could see it was like done individually. I was like, wow, that looks great. Instantly, I was like, wow, that's that's awesome. That's fantastic. So I opened the box up, and then there's my T-shirt inside. But it's not just shoved inside in a, in a plastic bag or folded up. It was actually like hand-wrapped in tissue paper, stuck down with a little rotten rat sticker. And then there was a handwritten note on top that just said, hey, Richard, Thanks for purchasing my design. I really appreciate it. Have a great day. And from that moment, straight away, I hadn't even got the T-shirt out yet. And I thought, wow, that is, that, you know, he's basically bought my lo loyalty for life. For, just from doing really good quality service. I mean, that was fantastic. So I get the T-shirt out. And again, the T-shirt was fantastic. The quality was nice. The print was nice. The design was just what I wanted. It fit perfectly. Fantastic. And he even chucked a couple of stickers in there as well, which I mean, hey, stickers, but it's amazing, you know, when you take your t-shirt out and you underneath you see a couple of stickers, you just turn into, ooh, ooh, stickers, turn into Homer Simpson straight away. So uh, again, I, I don't know why, I, even, I don't think I even used the stickers, but it already gave him brownie points with me. So I was like, okay, brilliant. So over the next couple of months, I bought a couple of more t-shirts and again, the same sort of service arrived. Fantastic. And then it was about, about a year later, I started getting... The t-shirt the itch again. I thought, oh, I, need, I need another couple of t-shirts, but I'm not sure what to get this time. So I went on to the, the Rotten Rat t-shirt site. I thought I'd start there. And there was other ones I liked. He had some other designs, but they were still pretty much the same designs as he had before. And I thought, well, I've got the ones I kind of wanted. 
and and a couple of them were like yellow and blue and uh, you know and i only wear jet okay not only i generally only wear black t-shirts that's it i wear black t-shirts so i thought to myself okay well what else can i get on a t-shirt it can't be this hard um i've got you know hundreds of heavy metal t-shirt band you know prints i've got you know my, my wardrobe's full of heavy metal bands that have black t-shirts with a print on a lot of them are starting to fade now um i've got a couple of motorcycle ones as i said from rotten rat that's great and and that was about it and i was thinking okay well what else do i do so i thought well okay well why can't maybe if i can just get one printed up myself and just get a black t-shirt with whichever design i fancy so i thought to myself okay i'll start having a look into it and then so it brought up two questions really one, what do I want on the t-shirt if I'm going to create my own? I've got the choice of anything in the world, basically. So what do I want on the t-shirt? And then if I think of something cool, how the hell do I get something cool drawn? Because I cannot draw. I mean, a stick man, if I draw a stick man, the lines don't meet up. You know, that's how, that's the sort of quality I'm at. I, if I draw the head, there's always got a little gap in it and the arm doesn't connect to the body. So drawing it myself, not happening. And... I can't remember, I must remember where I heard this, but I heard this on a podcast a few weeks ago that said a lot of people say that if you're poor at something or not very good at something, then you should just work at it as long as you can to get to get better, to get good. Um, and this guy was saying, I can't really annoy me, I can't remember who it was. He said, but that is actually a load of rubbish, and which I agree with. He's like, if you're poor at something don't do it if you're rubbish at something get someone who isn't rubbish at it to do it for you and of course that usually means money but i mean if you're not prepared to spend any money whatsoever then you know you're already you're already fighting against the current there so you, you've got to be prepared to spend money on on certain things and for me designing something is not my strong point so why waste hours and weeks and months trying to design something very average when i can spend you know a day or two pay someone and get an awesome design back so i thought right okay that's what i'm gonna do i went to basically i went to fiverr now i know a lot of people go oh fiverr but you know just so go to fiverr.com and it's a bit misleading really because it's not a fiverr i mean there's very few services that actually cost five dollars and if they are it's it's like a token gesture, Fiverr. It's like, yeah, you can, I'll design it for you, but you can't use the rights for it. You can't sell it. You can't print it. You can't do anything, and I'll send it to you in JPEG, which is useless. I mean, if you're going to print something, it has to be PNG, really, because you need a clear background. So go to Fiverr. Don't expect to spend five quid. Expect to spend 30 quid, 40 quid, whatever whatever it is. So I went on there. I found a few designers. I sent them, I sent them basically the same text. Hi there. I'm looking for a design. It's just, you know, I'm looking for a hand-drawn design. Is this something you can do? So while I waited for the responses to go back, I didn't even know what I was going to get done yet. So I went off and thought, right, what can I get? I've got to be careful of copyright, obviously, so I can't just get whatever I want. So I thought, right, okay, so if I'm going to get a T-shirt made up, what do I want to wear? I thought, okay, so I've got, like I said, I've got a lot of heavy metal band T-shirts, and I can't really get those printed up because again copyright you know i don't have the merchandise i can't sell merchandise based on bands so i thought okay so so 
music and, and sort of metal scene that's kind of out unless i get some sort of just generic skull or you know, I, was like, oh, I don't really want to do that so I thought, okay right that's metal out the other thing is i'm a big gamer again you kind of you kind of got to be careful with the gaming thing as well because if you start putting you can't obviously you can't put nintendo or sega or microsoft or anything like that on a t-shirt because again copyright issues so then you're back to doing generic game characters that may look like something else, you know, which is okay. I wouldn't mind that, but so I thought, okay, what else is there? So I'm just going through my hobbies, basically. Uh, the other thing is football. I'm a big, big Liverpool fan. So again, same problem. Can't sell Liverpool branded gear. Even though it's for myself, I thought, well, if I'm going to print it for myself, maybe someone else might like to buy it as well. So I'll get something that someone else might like to buy. So that's football, music, gaming, out the window. Uh, and to be honest, they are my three main hobbies. Uh, so that leaves me going back to the sort of motorcycle style. I like the scene, the, the motorcycle theme. So I thought, okay, let's see if I can get a motorcycle theme. So I thought, right, okay, what the hell am I going <laughs> to? What the hell am I going to create? You know, what do you call an art style project that's based on motorcycles? I had absolutely no idea. So I started going through some sort of bike-themed questions, uh, names in my head, and then I started writing a few down. And then after lots of, what about this name? To my partner. Um, I knew it was a no when she gave me the eyes, as if to say, what the hell are you talking about? So I thought, okay, that's, that's, that's not right. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I kind of sort of got to the end. I think, this is impossible. How the hell am I going to find a name? So then I thought, okay, let's let's reverse engineer what I'm actually trying to achieve. So what message would I like to share through the design? Is there a point to the design? Because anyone can just get, you know, a picture of a motorcycle and get it made up. That's not difficult. But I wanted something I wanted something custom, something unique, something that kind of said something about whatever I'm trying to achieve. So I had like four main points I kind of wanted to get across. Number one, well, I'm wearing it, so it must look cool. Simple as that. Yeah, I'm not wearing a t-shirt I don't like. So, number one, must look cool. Number two, it needs to needs to embrace the imperfect world of, of motorcycles and custom motorcycles. And, you know, I don't want perfect and shiny. I want the sort of rough edge, you know bit of a bodge job feel you know kind of embracing the fact that you've done it yourself you know people work on their bikes in the in their back garden um in their sheds do little repairs from all sorts of rubbish they find lying around and, and i love that i think that's awesome i love the custom style bikes it's amazing so i kind of want to embrace that sort of that feeling that was kind of the two and three together so it needs to be the sort of imperfection the rough around the edges and then number three is kind of the people doing it so i need, need to sort of reach out to the people actually doing these designs and actually not, not designs sorry actually doing these motorcycle repairs and designs to needed to sort of talk to them and then the fourth one it just must have a bit of attitude about it you know must must have a bit of a bit of fight a bit of guts about the design and i know these are kind of not really anything specific again but that's the kind of feeling i wanted to sort of put across when you when you got the design I had no idea how I'm going to do this, by the way. Uh, so, yeah, so that, that was my four main things I wanted to do. Doing it yourself, in your garden, you know, watching YouTube videos, reading blogs, how to, you know, 
I changed my my first motorcycle battery last week, and it was a case of Google. You know, how do I change a motorcycle battery? Go onto YouTube. They show you a video. Read a blog. Whatever it was, I did it. We, um, you know, does did one of the cables not click on properly? Ah, that's fine. That'll be fine. That'll do. But the fact that I did it in my backyard was awesome. I was like, yeah, I've done that. It's amazing. I've never done it before, but I figured it out. So I thought, backyard, okay, done it in the backyard. That's cool. I like that. Okay. Um, so I thought, okay, what can I do with the word backyard? I like that. Something in the back. Something backyard. And then the other, the other side of the name is, you know, who cares? Who cares if it's not perfect? Who cares if there's a scratch, dodgy bit of wiring? Yeah, it's my bike. I can literally do whatever I like to it. Not everyone cares if every inch of the bike is polished, you know, to its last degree and unscratched. And and that's the kind of attitude I, I like. You know, we spend too long worrying. To, oh, do they like my bike? You know, who cares? I don't care if they like my bike. Do I like my bike? It's that attitude of I'm in my own little world. And immediately I came to the to the, to the name goat because I love goats. I think they're awesome. And a lot of goats have this attitude. Yeah, I don't care. I'm jumping on that rock and your car and I'm stealing your food and I don't give a crap. And that's just the attitude, exactly the attitude I love. So <laughs> so I basically ended up with the Backyard Goat and that is what I called my brand. So it's the Backyard Goat Motorcycle Apparel. So I had it. So that was my name. I thought, right, great. The Backyard Goat Motorcycle, custom motorcycle gear. So, so I, went, I went back, got to my designers, went back to Fiverr spoke to them and said look the brand is called the backyard goat i want something that has well it needs to sort of show that it's a motorcycle style so it needs to have some sort of whether it's a part or a bike or something something motorcycle in it and something goat in it simple as that it's not hard it's like bloody catchphrases and it? it needs to have the two items in it and the name the backyard goat go so i sent it off of, to four or five designers and a couple of them came back, and they were, they were okay designs. They were just a bit like, yeah, just a bit generic-y for me. I was like, okay, that's okay. And then I got a reply from one guy, and he'd drawn, he said, oh, this is just a sketch. And he'd drawn this this skull, this goat head skull, with two spanners as crossbones under under the goat skull, and then a a, a sprocket under behind the on the backdrop. And then the backyard goat in like orange and red writing across the top. And it was so unique and custom. I was like, wow. As soon as I saw it, I thought, that is amazing. It's exactly what I wanted. So, bam. I asked him to do the full version of it. Two days later, it came back. I've got a custom design. Absolutely awesome. I'll leave a picture to the uh, design just so you can see what I'm talking about in, in the show notes somewhere. Once I figure that, that out, by the way. And again... This whole podcasting thing is all totally new. I've never done this before. So when I say I, I'm going to leave a note in the show notes, I will try and leave a note in the show notes. Just just bear with me. Um, if I can't, then you can, you know, I'll, I'll put it on Instagram or, or you can email me. Whatever, whatever. Anyway, so I have a design. I have a name. Great. So I went online. I did all the stuff I did. I registered registered the domain. I set up the email account. I already had hosting, web hosting from all the other ideas that I've had. So I already had hosting. So I set up a quick WordPress website. Um, I used WooCommerce as the store software. 
and then I needed someone, I needed a way of printing the shirts. And I didn't want to buy like 500 shirts in different sizes and then send it, hope they sell because I don't have that money. So I didn't want to do that. So the only other option really is print on demand, which I have mentioned before in the case of like Amazon Merch, which is print on demand. But the problem is Amazon Merch at the time was only in America. So I couldn't upload them to that and then get them shipped Anyway, so I wanted them on my own site because I didn't want to be in control of just Amazon. So I built the WordPress website. I got a logo made, again, on Fiverr, and I set about just setting up the store. So while I was doing that, I was I was looking for print-on-demand companies. There's quite a few, I must say. But you've got to be careful because a lot of them are based in America, which is no good because the shipping times are just going to be weeks, which is useless. If I'm in the UK, I'm going to concentrate on the UK just because I know the UK, obviously. I decided to go with a company called um, Ink Threadable, which is an amazing name. You should appreciate that. Just have a moment, piece. Appreciate the name. Okay, good. So Ink Threadable, what you do, you upload your design. Again, it's got to be in PNG format, which is why it's important to make sure when you ask the designer that they send it in PNG format. They do give you some sizing options as well, and like DPI, how high, how high quality the design is in pixels so it's important to keep that keep that in mind um if you do order any any shirts any design sorry you go to incredible you create an account you upload the, the design and then you can basically choose what items you want the design on so you can choose men's t-shirts women's t-shirts hoodies bags cups hats posters clocks all, all sorts of stuff so I just want, for the, for the, to start with, I thought, right, I'm just going to do men's and women's t-shirts. I'm going to put this design on a couple of different designs, on a couple of different t-shirt designs. See how we go. So that's what I did. So I went to Incredible. I chucked it on some men's and women's t-shirts. And then there's an import button, which lets you import it to your store, to your WooCommerce store, to, or to WordPress. You press import, and then it appears on your store. I mean, this is a very... This is a very quick version of how it's done, but this is this is what happens. So you import it to your store, set your own price. Obviously, you have to. It's a bit dearer doing it this way because you have to pay up front for the t-shirt when someone buys it. So if the t-shirt costs incredible, they might charge you ten pound for the shirt, and then it's up to you to put your markup on top of that. So if you're selling your shirts for nineteen ninety nine, and it costs you ten pound from incredible, then you're making ten pound profit. Basically, it's not yeah. Not, not rocket science but then they they create the t-shirt when someone buys a t-shirt on the store the order goes to ink threadable through the store they print it then they ship it directly to your customer so you don't ever have to own any t-shirts in your house or anything so you, all you see is the order getting processed then the order goes straight out to the customer and it's all branded under your name as well so the packaging will say, you know, from the backyard goat, and there'll be a little slip in there saying thank you. Really, really cool. Um, so if it's a very, okay, it's not cheap, but it's a, it's quite a cheap way of getting up a store and a brand going. Of course, I set up, I set up all the Instagram, I set Twitter up, I start, I put a Facebook page up, just posting pictures of motorcycles. Not again, you can't just post up, look at my T-shirt, do you want to buy it? You have to engage in people on Instagram and Twitter, so you have to start conversations with people comments just yeah just don't be don't be an idiot just chat to people talk to them 
they and then once they start following you they'll see that you have designs and then now and again you can post out hey look i've got a great new design tell me what you think but you know not not do you want to buy it for 20 pounds because that's not the way to do it so don't do that and that's where i'm at so i have a store thebackyardgoat.com you can go there have a look is it going to be the thing that makes me a million pounds probably not but the point is it's got me to the point you know i've come up with, it's it's let me go through the process which i think is really important so i've gone through thinking of an idea i've gone through create you know thinking of a name creating a name a brand identity a style i've worked out how to get how to get it implemented how to get the design printed where to get it printed how to sort out wordpress how to install woocommerce the store the component how to link them all together how to get social media accounts being active and and um what's the word i'm looking for active and whatever the word is and there we go so now and i've learned loads loads of things i thought oh i wish i hadn't bothered with that i could save loads of time you know little, little tricks here and there think, oh you know i shouldn't have done that that wasted time so next time i do it if i have another idea because it doesn't matter what the product is the process for doing this getting a site from absolutely no idea to getting a site up and running the process is pretty much the same no matter what you do but the fact is that the next time i do one because I will do, I will have, like I said, I've got loads of ideas. So the next time I do one, I, I, I can cut out all that umming and ahhing and thinking because I know, I know where to buy a domain. I know how to set it up on WordPress. I know how to get a website up. I know how to think of ideas. So that's all. So I can skip all that and just go straight through it and then get my products going. Of course, the next stage is looking at Facebook advertising. Um, obviously you've got seo for the site as well that's a, i mean that's a whole job in itself but that's kind of like stage two i mean i know it does make sense to sort of build the seo and think about advertising while you're building the brand up because it does help if you can start put, like, putting in the the groundworks early because it does help you because google takes it can take three months to start indexing your website to pick up your, your results so you you can't take forever but uh, for, for the moment and even if you're just starting it's just important to just go through the process get something up you know the fact is you know i know people who have had similar ideas to me and they're still ideas but the fact is i've got a site up i've got products for sale will they sell don't know yet but i've got something to start with and that's what's important um and i think that covers pretty much it so that was the story of the backyard goat um thank you very much for listening and thank you to all the people who downloaded the, the podcast in the last last couple of weeks. I really appreciate it. And please, please get in touch. I, I want to hear from you guys. I want to hear I kind of want to hear from the from you guys who are failing. And <laughs> I don't just want success stories. I want to know where you're at. What what are you struggling with? What what bits are you are you having the same sort of problems that I'm having with starting stuff and figuring out which direction to go in? Or are you just, you know, cruising and this is all a piece of cake for you? And then you're just listening to me to mock me. I mean, that might, that's probably more likely. But hey, I still want to listen, still want to hear from you. So drop me a line. So you can contact me, cashflowpirate at gmail.com, cashflowpirate on Instagram, cashflowpirate on Twitter. Again, all the links are going to be in the show notes if I get to them. And that's it. And what would also, as an added bonus, 
if you're if you're slightly enjoying this at all if you're getting anything from it then if you could please leave me an itunes review because i know a lot of people say this in their podcasts but it's ridiculous that <laughs> it helps way more to get discovered if apple think that people are listening and actually liking a show so if you do like it please leave an, an itunes review or even on i actually don't know what you do on android about reviews if you've got somewhere to leave a review it would be awesome of you to do so um, if you don't like it don't leave a review i mean up to you do whatever you like it's a free free will you know I'm not telling you to do anything okay thank you very much take care i'll speak to you next time ciao for now bye